Hola, and welcome to Amigas About Friends, a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends, friends. This podcast is intended for a mature audience, and listener discretion is advised. Let's get started. Let's get it started. <laughs> welcome to episode five. Take two. <laughs> Take two. Going to be hella honest. We recorded in the same room and our energy is just so great together that it screwed up the whole recording. <laughs> like we cannot be in the same room together recording or the universe implodes. Just kidding. It does. But something like that. I think <laughs> there was just a lot of go- things going on. We didn't have the best uh, thing to record. I think we were using my boyfriend's microphone mm-hmm. the cat was out and about uh there was a fan i think that we had on because it was amidst the summer <laughs> so you know shit happens but here we are doing it again i woo, woo. am wondering if i'm gonna say things differently because i i mean i i remember some of the stuff that i answered but <laughs> not all of it <laughs> i don't remember what i answered and the parts that weren't all weird in uh-huh. the first recording, uh, I was like, what? What was I even talking about? Well, I guess it's a good thing <laughs> we're doing it. Then. We can just pretend that never happened. <laughs> you guys will never know anyway. No, that's true. <laughs> but oh, my goodness. Do you want to do your mental health check-in? How, how are you feeling? Um, so I'm going to be real. And I'm going to say that I have been struggling this week. It's been a long week. For me, I had a little issue with my own kids where I, one of my boys has, uh, he's on the spectrum and he gets really irritable with his brother. Mm -hmm. And so they were having like a whole little situation, but then they made me feel bad. And then he was like, oh, I want to spend more time with my dad because he, you know, hangs out with me. And then I kind of had a like, "Er, buddy, excuse you. Like I try to get them to watch movies with me. I try to get them to like play games with me because we have a whole like table full of just board games and stuff. And so I'll try to do that with them. And they always say no. I try to get them out of the house and that's like pulling teeth. So they made me feel really bad about myself for a minute. And then it was just like, but I'm not a bad mom. And I try. It's not like I don't. And if I force them out of the house, that doesn't do anything. It's just it makes them grouchy, which makes me grouchy. So then we end up not having a good time because I have to be telling them to quit whining and you know whatever yeah on top of that I've been feeling really depressed so it just kind of added on to that and TMI I have a UTI oh no those suck oh yeah I know and I didn't have time to pick up my prescription because I had a doctor's appointment so I had to work late (laughs) oh my goodness it's just raining on you tomorrow (laughs) yeah this week was rough for me how are you doing Well, before we get to that, I know that you know that you are a good mom, but you are absolutely an amazing mom, and teenagers are just assholes sometimes. Sorry, kids. (laughs) Um, And I hope that you understand that you are doing everything in your power to hang out with them. And sometimes they're going to be receptive, and other times, not so much. But it's by no means a reflection on who you are with them or 
you know, your skill as a mom. I am not a mom, but I have been a kid. So <laughs> I remember <laughs> being an asshole to my mom when I was a teenager and not wanting to spend any time with her either. But you are awesome and I love you and I'm sorry that you're depressed, but hopefully these recordings can help us feel a little bit better <laughs> because on to how I've been feeling. Um, <laughs> I've been spending the last 48 hours trying on and off because, well, I don't think there's any way that the person I'm going to talk about is ever going to listen to this, um, but the person that used to be my best friend, uh, someone who uh, grew up with me on and off throughout my life. Um, I mean, our moms were even pregnant at the same time. Uh, she no longer wants to be my friend. And, and I've known this for a while. We haven't spoken in over a year. Longer than that, actually. And yeah, she blocked me and she wants no contact with me whatsoever. And I knew that. But when we were in our early 20s, we got a matching tattoo. And... After she stopped talking to me and like completely cut me off, uh, which I'm I'm not being not trying to be throwing shade at her or anything. I know she had her reasons to do so. Mm-hmm. We got so we got a matching tattoo when we were in our early twenties, and and I remember joking with her saying that she needed to be sure that we got them because she couldn't break up with me after that. Because imagine having a matching tattoo with someone that you broke up with. And mm-hmm. she just laughed and she said, you know, not to worry, we're never ever going to break up. And after we stopped talking, I had a couple of people ask me, like, do you feel weird having the tattoo on your back? And I said, no, you know, it does help that I'm not looking at it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you know, for what it's worth, all the good things that we did together, all the good times that we shared, I think that's still worth keeping on me and it's still part of my story yeah and I would hope that she feels the same way but I found out a couple of days ago that she covered her tattoo with something else oh and that oh man I'm gonna cry again no sorry <laughs> that <laughs> fucked okay. me up so much because again I understand now looking back at our relationship it was absolutely one-sided I, I definitely took her for granted I was not the best friend that I could have been but for her to go through the trouble of getting this massive piece to cover it man it feels so shitty and it makes me feel so disposable but I'm working through it I'm trying really hard to understand that what people do is not necessarily a reflection of who I am even if the situation was obviously directed at me, I do still think that it was a little bit cruel. But I, again, I, I understand her not wanting anything to do with me anymore. But well, all that I can... really sucks. I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it super sucks. <laughs> Nervous laughter. But all I can do now is just move on and understand. I, I guess it also hit me really hard because there was like a, a little bit of hope in my heart that eventually we would start talking again I never thought yeah. I would go back to the way that it was because I don't I don't think that it could but you know I would think that at some point we get to like courteous like happy birthday merry Christmas let's have a cup of coffee yeah um type but yeah I don't think that that's possible anymore and what's also making my heart ache right now is that now the tattoo that I have on my back is it feels like it's burning <laughs> but that's that's what I've been dealing with this, this oh, I'm sorry <laughs> and also incredible anxiety over um, getting my vaccine tomorrow because I have health anxiety so I'm just super anxious about how I'm going to be feeling after the vaccine I'm excited to get it but also yeah. excited about how I'm going to feel while going through the process of getting the two doses. You will be fine. Yeah, I really. Just positive thinking. Positive thinking. Positive thinking. Yes. That also has a lot to do with your physical health. 
Yes, I know. I'm learning. Um, I'm trying. <laughs> I actually have a matching tattoo with my oldest friend. Uh, and the only reason I ever even thought about getting it covered up is not because we're not friends, because we still are. But it's because it's not a great tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, we should have, like, taken our time and, and gotten, really thought about you it. Know, no, I like the tattoo. I don't like. Okay, I like what I got. Mm-hmm. I don't like the tattoo. So if I had a different artist, I'd oh, probably be a I lot gotcha. happier. Okay. Yes. So like that's the only reason I want to get it covered up is because I don't like how um it looks. The guy went so deep with the freaking needle. <laughs> <laughs> like you can it's like a 3D tattoo. You can feel it. Like you can feel the lines. And oh, all of my other tattoos are from the same different artist, but the same person. Like all of my other tattoos are from this amazing tattoo artist here in San Diego. Um, shout out to Tria Spinoza Vitalines tattoos, guys. He's amazing. And so I have one full sleeve and then my um, grandmother's portrait on my other arm. And those tattoos are amazing. And so this one tattoo on my shoulder where you can see it whenever I wear a tank top <laughs> doesn't match the other tattoos. Plus, it's in color, too. Um, so all my other tattoos are black and white yeah, or black and gray. So it's just standing out and not for the greatest reason. It does. So well, that's the only reason I would get that one covered up. But no, I don't think. And I get I, to each their own, right? But I don't think I would get it covered up ever. Yeah. Yeah. We can get matching tattoos. And see, here's the thing. I actually do <laughs> want to get matching tattoos. I, I'm, I'm not terrified of getting them again. And I guess my thing is that I thought getting a, a tattoo with a friend was safe. <laughs> That's true. Um, and again, it still is for me, even though I just said that the tattoo feels like it's burning in my back. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to cover it um, because she still is very much um, someone that became part of who I am. Uh, or I became the person I am because of her. And even though it is super painful <laughs> that that <laughs> she did that and that she just completely is pretending that or trying to erase um, our past. Yeah. Um, again, I, I understand why she would do something like that. Personally, I wouldn't. Um, but that doesn't mean that because she did it, she's wrong. You know, everybody's entitled to do what they want to do, especially with their yeah. body. But <laughs> You read my mind. But man, yeah, it's it just hurts a lot right now. I think I'm going to get over it. And, and obviously, I, I, I think I am going to leave it. I've been wanting to add things because it's like the only thing on my back. So maybe um, I'll just add things around it. I I was trying to, to make it mean something else uh, because it's a Celtic knot uh, mm-hmm. that just means like forever commitment. <laughs> Gosh, I feel so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Um, you're not famous but then I was like oh maybe it can just be a a forever commitment to myself like I love myself but like the more that I thought about it I was like no you know what it is what it is um even though it wasn't a forever commitment as in we're gonna be friends forever like the things that we did together did forever change me um so I'll just go with that for now I'll probably come up with something more eloquent later and yeah we'll see (laughs) keep you definitely Definitely keep it as a like a, a part of your life story because there's a there's a post that I saw that said something along the lines of like imagine if every time we went through something a tattoo appeared on your body to represent that moment in your life like how crazy would that be and I kind of was thinking like yeah that would be so fucking awesome like some things are better than others obviously you have bad experiences in your life but like just to have that reminder of like dude this happened and, and I, I survived through. Yeah. yeah like those that poster whatever really like oh 
I want a tattoo for everything that's happening. <laughs> Man, I'd have too many. <laughs> oh, girl. Yeah, same. <laughs> but, yeah. So, just, you know, take it in a positive way. And yeah, I, I'm still very sorry because that really does suck. Yeah. Thank you. And, yeah, I'm trying my best. And I know I'll get there. It's just right now the initial shock. I, I didn't think it would hit me this hard. But then I realized I never actually cried um, mm. after we stopped talking. And, and yeah. it just kind of feels like a breakup um, because it very much is just, you know, not a romantic one. But yeah, <sighs> life goes on. And yeah, all I can say is uh, sorry for the long rant about our mental health. But <laughs> clearly we've been struggling and you're welcome. This week was rough for the honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but on to fun things. Uh, this is the episode of the one with the East German laundry detergent. Uber-wise, <laughs> which I just found out. I just Googled it. It's actually not a real company. They oh. just made it up for friends. But <laughs> in the beginning of the episode, the gang is at the coffee shop discussing the benefits of being a man versus the benefits of being a woman. With Joey saying that women can just look at boobs anytime that they want and adding, how you get any work done is beyond me. Women then make the very good point that one of the benefits of being a man is being able to be mean without feeling terrible about it, as well as they can pee standing up. The men then end the argument stating that women can have multiple orgasms, which is actually pretty <laughs> great. After the credits, the gang is still in the coffee shop discussing their plans for Saturday, or lack thereof, when Ross suggests that maybe Chandler's plan should be to actually finally break up with Janice. Chandler explains how nervous he is to break up with her and then even insinuates that he has broken up with women by writing them a note. <laughs> and Joey then asks Chandler why he even has to break up with her. He says, be a man, just stop calling. Phoebe then suggests that to calm his nerves that they can break up with their significant others together, uh, meaning like they'll be in the same room and Chandler can break up with Janice and Phoebe can break up with her boyfriend. A moody Rachel then appears to take any more orders from the gang when she explains to the gang that she is irritable because her dad is trying to bribe her into moving back together, or not moving back together, but moving back home with a Mercedes. He wants to give her a Mercedes to move in. Just then, uh, Joey's ex, Angela, walks in looking hot and beautiful in a beautiful dress. Joey approaches her but finds out that she is now seeing another man named Bob and is now no longer interested in Joey. Joey acts unfaced and says that he should double date they should double date sometime and he tells her that his girlfriend is Monica because he just happened to look at her walking out the door. <laughs> at the same time that Joey's talking to Angela, Ross is asking Rachel what her weekend plans are. Rachel unenthusiastically shares with Ross that her weekend plans consist of doing laundry with Monica. Ross then says uh, that he also needs to do laundry because he has a little crush on her and he's trying to spend some time with her. So he says that he can join them at the laundry place. Rachel asks him why he's doing laundry or why he's not doing laundry at his place since she knows that he has a laundry room there. And he makes up a story about his laundry room being overrun by rats. Ew. Cochino. <laughs> In the next scene, Joey is over at Monica and Rachel's apartment trying to convince Monica to go on a double date with him and Angela. But he lies to Monica and actually tells her that she would be the one going on a date with Bob, who is Angela's boyfriend. And that maybe by doing this favor for Angela, she might get back together with Joey. 
<laughs> Monica then asks Joey why this is such a big deal to him and he explains to Monica that she's unique and he really cares about her and that he should have never broken up with her. At Ross's apartment, Chandler and Ross are hanging out when Ross actually tells Chandler that it's just going to be him and Rachel doing laundry. Chandler makes a big deal out of the situation and tells him that it's basically a date since they'll just be alone and it's on a Saturday night. Date night! <laughs> he ends up convincing Ross to take his underwear out of the laundry pile and to switch out his detergent soft and softener for something more manly which we now know he gets uber wise the german laundry detergent now at the restaurant joey and monica are awaiting angela or waiting for angela and bob monica's having second thoughts about the date but all is well when she sees him walking at the restaurant and she realizes that he is very handsome at the same time that this is happening chandler and phoebe are waiting for their significant others so they can break up with them janice walks in first and she gives chandler socks as a gift that matches some socks that he already has while Chandler is working up the courage to break up with Janice, Phoebe's boyfriend actually walks in. Phoebe breaks up with him super quick and really smoothly, and they even ended with a hug, and he leaves right away. <laughs> At the laundromat, Ross and Rachel are getting ready to do laundry, but Rachel is getting bullied by a woman trying to steal her machine. Just then, Ross swoops in and gets laid to back off. Rachel starts throwing all the clothes together uh, in the washing machine, and Ross asks if she's going to separate the clothes. It turns out that Rachel has actually never done laundry. She's a laundry virgin, so she didn't know how to separate them. Ross tells her not to worry, because he's going to use the gentle cycle, and then explains to her how to separate her clothes. Back at the restaurant, Monica slowly starts to ask Bob and Angela questions, but before she can figure out that they aren't siblings, Joey comes up with distractions or excuses. While the women are in the bathroom, Joey tells Bob that he misses certain things about Angela, like the way that she chews her food, while also uh, trying to tell him how great Monica is, you know, so that he can see how good Monica could be for Bob. In the bathroom, <laughs> Angela tells Monica that Bob is unbelievable in bed, which takes Monica by surprise. Uh, but also surprisingly, she still doesn't figure out that they aren't siblings. <laughs> In the coffee shop, Chandler finally tells Janice that they should not see each other anymore, which prompts Janice to start crying, all while Phoebe's just watching from a distance. Rachel and Ross are bonding still at the laundromat while doing laundry, but Rachel leaving a red sock in with all her whites puts in a damper on their night since everything turned pink and that load. Rachel is super upset that she can't even do laundry and thinks that maybe her dad was right and she can't make it on her own. At the restaurant, finally, uh, Monica realizes that Bob and Angela are not siblings. When Angela gets really touchy with Bob, I think she was like nibbling on his ear or something. <laughs> Joey finally confesses and somehow convinces Monica to help him break them up by telling Monica that Bob likes her. They go ahead with their plan and they both end up flirting with the who they wanted to flirt with in the first place. <laughs> so Monica's flirting with Bob and Angela with joey at the coffee shop chandler's having a really hard time breaking up with janice at some point he even accidentally hits her in the eye which makes janice's contact lens come out of her eye <laughs> phoebe decides to intervene and she ends up breaking up with janice for chandler ending it with a and with a hug janice leaves seemingly happy and understanding and even looks at chandler smiling <laughs> as she's leaving <laughs> <laughs> at the laundromat rachel is still bummed out about her clothes when she ends up having to stand up for herself with her laundry bully which is the same lady as before who tried to steal her machine but this time she's trying to steal a laundry cart rachel is so excited that she was able to actually stand up for herself and is grateful for ross um, and she tells him she couldn't have done this without him and as a thank you she kisses him on the lips just a peck but in response, he gets super clumsy and actually hits himself on the head with a dryer door. <laughs> in the end credits, 
Rachel, Ross, and Phoebe are in the coffee shop and Rachel is icing Ross's injured head when Monica and Joy come in and explain that they ripped Angela and Bob apart and they kept the pieces to themselves. <laughs> Rachel asks where Chandler is and Phoebe explains that he needed some time to grieve and just then we see an ecstatic Chandler out the window running back and forth and yelling, I'm free! I'm free! <laughs> and then the episode ends. <laughs> Oh, man. This episode was kind of hard to summarize <laughs> because there's a lot of back and forth going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate those episodes. Yeah. Me too when I have to summarize them. They're okay to watch, but when I actually have to, you know, do work for them, it's like, um, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> but anyway, let's uh, let's dive in. So at the beginning of the episode, everyone is talking about what those of the opposite sex can do and that they think is cool. So if you could do anything a man can do, what would you do? Uh, definitely the peace standing up part. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I would love to peace standing up. It just sounds so convenient. Like you could just be on a road trip and not necessarily standing up, but like having the facilidad to be able to pee in a bottle <laughs> while I'm in a road trip or just pee somewhere without having to worry just about sitting and being gross on the toilet seat. Yeah, I would do that shit. Definitely the ease of just opening a door, like you said, popping a bottle open. When my boys were little, I remember going on road trips with them and then just not wanting to pull over. So it was like, hey, here, here's a bottle, just pee. And so they would do that. Or like we wouldn't, there wouldn't be a place for us to stop. So then I would have to have them pee in, in the bottle. Luckily for me, they never missed and That's like didn't <laughs> pee all over my car. But yeah, dude, that it seems so convenient. Also, when you're out and about and there's no restrooms, like how easy is it for just them to whip just it out. pee on a fucking tree? Yeah. And you have to like squat and hope you don't pee on yourself, on your clothes. It's just so uncomfortable being a girl trying to pee in nature. It is. I think that would be the only thing that I would want to do. And I know that now they have those like cups that you can. The shiwi. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's like. It's the same. Is that the same? Because then you have to wash it and like just transporting it. It just seems super awkward. I'm actually going. Gross. Kind of gross. To share my worst peeing story right now. <laughs> because I just want everyone to kind of get an idea of this. This story could have been so much different if I could just if I just had a penis. Um, so I was crossing the border like we were we had just come back from a trip to Mexico. Me and my mom. But it was Memorial Day weekend. Oh. And. When we got to the line, we could tell it was going to be crazy long. Like, it wasn't even close to where it should start. It was, like, in the middle of the city. There was crazy traffic. The line ended up being six hours long. Oh, my God. And when I was a kid, I mean, it's still really long now as an adult. But as a child, that is eternity. Especially as a child who just had no concept of, hey, maybe you shouldn't drink that much soda because we're about to go in line. And mm -hmm. even though it shouldn't be six hours, still an hour or two, probably be mindful of what you're having to drink. Also, it was just me and my mom in the car and I was still a kid. I want to say I was like, well, maybe 13. And my mom didn't let me get out of the car by myself to find a bathroom. Um, so I think around the four hour mark, I actually had been wanting to pee an hour into the line, but I held mm -hmm. it hoping that something would happen and I would either not magically have to go to the bathroom or the line would magically start going much faster. <laughs> but that didn't happen. So at the four hour mark, I could not hold it anymore. You know, you get to the point where like it's painful. 
to hold it in. And so I kept telling my mm -hmm. mom, I was on the verge of tears. That's how bad I needed to pee. And my mom was like, we have a bunch of plastic bags. Pee in one of those. Uh -huh. And so I somehow positioned my body and put plastic bags, several, like one that was going to be the main bag to catch my pee, but a couple underneath it just in case. Yeah. Um, and I peed in it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most uncomfortable thing ever. Also because our windows were not tinted. And if you've ever crossed the border from TJ to San Isidro, you know that there's a bunch of vendors walking by your windows. And, you know, cars that are right next to you also trying to cross the border. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if anyone saw me. I tried to be as discreet as possible, but I was wearing pants. I had to essentially take them off to do this maneuver. <laughs> and after I got done, um, I very carefully... <laughs> picked up the bag and put it inside two other bags and then filled it with just napkins that we had to I don't know absorb the pee I don't know what I was thinking I was just yeah so doing... that it wouldn't spill more <laughs> yeah maybe that's what I was thinking <laughs> and I just left it in the back seat and uh, of course that just happened to be the day that we got sent to secondary inspection where I then had to explain <laughs> to these men because my mom doesn't speak English that I peed in a bag <laughs> and as soon as I said that they were just like okay you should go <laughs> and that is definitely a time where I wish I was a dude or a person with a penis because I that was so embarrassing it was mortifying to even pee in a car in the same space as my mother as an almost teenager mm -hmm. while people could probably see me outside but that <laughs> didn't even matter anymore in the moment because I really really had to pee oh my god I remember specifically as a child I was always the one that had to pee when we were out of the house and so my grandma used to scold me hella like ya fuiste al baño ya nos vamos ve al baño and I'd be like mom ya fui and she would be like no ve otra vez just try so then I would go to the freaking bathroom and I would pee and then we would leave and the times that they would forget to tell me to pee I would be bitching the entire time like mommy <laughs> Tengo que ir al baño, you know. Ay, ándale, vámonos. ¿Qué no te dije que miaras antes de que nos fuéramos de la casa? Like all grouchy and shit. Like, dude, it's not my fault that my bladder's so tiny. You were a baby. <laughs> I was. Poor us when we were little. Poor us being girls. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna tell you that I'm already a really bad person when it comes to drinking water. I'm a lot better now. Uh, but just a few years ago, I was just constantly dehydrated, but also because I pee a lot. Like, I have to pee all the time. <laughs> and so if I'm <laughs> hydrated, there better be a bathroom, like, within distance of me at all times. <sighs> but anyway. I will keep that in mind whenever we travel. <laughs> I mean, you're the same. Maybe we'll finally try the chewy. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Chandler wants to break up with Janice, but doesn't know how to. And Joey tells him to be a man and stop calling. Um, have you ever ghosted anyone or been ghosted? Uh, yes and yes. I have ghosted people before. And I think we've talked about this before, not only in this previous recording of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we have talked about it in other episodes. I have. I'm really bad at confrontation. It's not like I just do it because I want to be mean. Although the action itself is pretty rude. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I have definitely ghosted and I have been ghosted. 
But also, in my defense, other times that I've tried not to ghost, well, in this instance, dudes, I haven't gotten the response that I want. So the times that I've ghosted has mostly been when I'm, like, casually dating someone and then I realize, like, something about them is off or not even necessarily something about them is off, but we just don't match and I just don't want to talk to them anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I ever want to try to avoid ghosting, I'll be honest with them. I'll say, hey, dude, I think you're really cool. Uh, And, you know, I I had a good time, but I just don't think that this is going to go anywhere. I just don't think that we have, you know matching interests or goals um but you know good luck out there or whatever and (laughs) you never get a good response to that at least i haven't um maybe i'm just or i was back when i was dating maybe i was just choosing the wrong guys because every single time i try to do it nicely like that i would get something like that oh well whatever i didn't want to be with you anyway you're weird or you know some kind of rude comment about my physical appearance when just two texts ago they were telling me that they thought i was beautiful but now because they felt mm. rejected they turn into assholes so after that i anytime that i didn't want to talk to anybody anymore or somebody anymore i would just yeah not talk to them you were obligated to go <laughs> yeah like i don't i don't want you to tell me that i'm fat or you know you think my face is weird just because i said i didn't want to date you like so rude i agree but what about you have you ever been ghosted or ghosted someone i can't remember if i've ever been ghosted i'm sure that i have uh and then i know that i kind of ghosted someone he was super cute uh but it was a one night stand and this guy wanted to like see me again but i was kind of dating somebody (laughs) at the time i'm not the greatest person always let me say that backwards. I'm not always the <laughs> I'm nice. <laughs> um, but in this instance, I was not a nice person. And I was dating someone and I went to a karaoke bar with a friend and we had drinks and I got up and I sang and this guy was super cute and he was like talking to me and like whatever. And so I went home with him. But he was someone in the military, which thank you for your service, everybody. Um, but he lived in Texas. He didn't even live here. Mm. I didn't want anything serious with this person and I gave him my phone number and he I had his and he texted me a couple times he had my sweater it was a jacket that I left at his place accidentally mm. um so, <laughs> so he snuck me uh not snuck me because they saw me but into the barracks Oh. or wherever he was staying over on um what is that over by the corvette diner oh i think i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah i can't remember what it's yeah called. me neither but, but anyway what he snuck me in not well like he got me in over there with like a guest pass or something and then when i had to leave it was really awkward because it was like uh can i just get out or do i have to like ask for permission or what's happening i was As so a nervous. civilian how do i leave yeah <laughs> so it was it was weird but yeah, um, but yeah, so it was just kind of like one of those situations where, no, bro, I don't want to see you again because I don't want to catch feelings because you don't even live here. For that reason, I kind of, I think we just kind of stopped texting or calling or whatever. I think we were texting, but we just, it kind of just stopped. I don't think there was an explanation. So that was that with that one. And then as far as like me being ghosted, I'm sure it's happened. I can't think of a moment, but also (laughs) in that whole scenario where the girls are talking about how boys can be mean, (laughs) it, it's kind of me. (laughs) So like I can 
be the guy in the situation where like I get ghosted but I didn't notice because I didn't care (laughs) yeah no I know what you mean yeah so yeah I don't know I don't I'm positive I have been ghosted I just probably didn't even notice (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my goodness anyways moving on so Ross imposes himself on Rachel, claiming he had to do laundry and that the machine in his building was broken or they had brats or whatever. Have you ever made an excuse just to hang out with someone? Yes. <laughs> All quiet. Um, there were times where it was like, oh, you're going to work overtime? Well, I'm going to stay late, too. Or, you know, like, oh, you're going to go to the beach? What a coincidence. I was going to go, too. We should go together. Uh, I know that there was a party so when I worked at the Hotel Del Coronado they had they actually had a Christmas party like a huge Christmas party in one of their amazing ballrooms which is where I wanted to get married for the longest time but it's expensive as hell so I will never get married there because I don't believe in spending money on weddings but anyways so um they had a Christmas party and I do remember like I kind of wasn't gonna go because my grandfather worked at the hotel Dell, uh and he's the one that got me the job so i didn't want to like go and make a fool of myself and then embarrass him plus i was only like 18 and yes they had an open bar but like i couldn't even drink then Um, so it really didn't even matter if i went or not but i found out that one of the guys that i worked with was gonna go and so i was like oh you're gonna go and he's like yeah i'm off that day and I was like, oh, I think I want to go, too. <laughs> You're like, I changed my mind. And so I ended up, like, yeah, I ended up, like, going. And then I remember, um, like, obviously all of my dad's coworkers were there, but my dad didn't go. And so I danced. So I was dancing, and his coworkers saw me. And then the next day, my dad was like, oh, sí, me contaron que estaba bien bailadora ya. And I was like, well, daddy, I was just dancing. Like, I wasn't dancing dirty. It was, like, cumbias or something. But, yeah, you're just normal. But dancing. still, yeah. he was like, mm, me dijeron, me contaron que estaba saliendo. Oh, wow. I was like, oh my god, dad. Like, it wasn't even bad. It, I, he just made me feel awkward about it. <laughs> but um, but the guy did go, and we did dance together, and then we left together. And yes, I was 18 and legal, and things happened. <laughs> <laughs> things transpired. Uh, but that was one of those situations where I was like, oh my god, I totally have to go to this office party. <laughs> What excuses have you made to hang out with me, Laura? I have also made excuses (laughs) to hang out with you. I haven't had to make an excuse, um, so I haven't. No, me neither. (laughs) But, yeah, a couple of times. The very first time that I did it, though, man, I was so proud of myself. It was when I was in middle school. And it was with who turned out to be later my first boyfriend. Um, His name is Jared. Hi, Jared. Sorry if you're listening to this. Um, (laughs) I think we had a school project for science. I don't remember which science we were in, but we were both in eighth grade. And I had already finished mine, but I think he was staying after school to do something with his. I don't remember the Mm -hmm. deets that much. I just remember that as soon as he said that he was going to stay after, I was like, oh, I'm I'm gonna stay after too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally planned that, um, and I stayed after. And you know what? I had a fucking great time. <laughs> um, and then we ended up being boyfriend and girlfriend. It was really cute. It was my most wholesome relationship because we never held hands. We never kissed. Actually, we might have held hands, but we never kissed. We hugged. It was just our relationship in person. We also couldn't really 
express that we were together for religious reasons. Um, oh. And we had, apparently we had spies in that school. But anyway, so when we were in person, we just kind of acted like we were friends. But every now and then we'd like sneak like a handhold or like a hug or whatever. How but cute. <laughs> behind closed doors. Well, not together, but, you know, virtually online (laughs) we were so sappy with each other it was yeah super wholesome anyway but the other one that I did that I was also really proud of myself for coming up with this excuse it was when I was in college in my sociology class I saw this guy that I thought was cute but he was sitting all the way at the front and I had already sat like in the back and I was like man like I really (laughs) want to talk to him and so for a couple of weeks um, at the beginning of the semester, I was like trying to be like, how do I talk to this guy? And then I was like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I used to wear my glasses back then. I wear contacts now, but before I used to wear glasses, um, at least in class, I refused to wear them any other time, but I needed them all the time. But I didn't bring them that day or I hid them. And I was like, I sat next to him because no one sat next to him at the very front. I sat next to him and he was like, hey, uh, Hi. And then I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, uh, if you don't mind that I sit next to you, but I forgot my glasses and I can't see. <laughs> and then we just, you know, hit it off. And then my rude ass then later found out that he was cool, but I don't know. Our personalities didn't really match. So I got my glasses back and I moved back <laughs> to the back. But like by that time, we were already more or less friends. I got to know Michael better. We just didn't click. So it was all for nothing. I went to sit next to him with all my glasses for nothing. <laughs> but yes, I have done it. You struggled to see. I did. For nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it is because I struggled to see in the beginning that we could not get along. <laughs> uh, sorry, I tried to be poetic there, but it didn't work <laughs> I liked it. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So, Joey begs Monica to go on a double date with him because he's trying to win back an ex-girlfriend. Have you ever forced a friend to double date with you for someone you were really into? I don't think so. I I haven't forced anyone. I've been semi-forced to double date with someone because her parents didn't let her date. Mm. Uh, even though she was already 18 (laughs) but you know um, how it is sometimes with parents so I ended up going with my friend so that she could go on this date with this guy who was like a little bit older than her I don't remember how much older he was I think he might might have been in his like either mid to late 20s Jesus but she was 18 so it was yeah it was a little weird (laughs) (laughs) and so her parents said well you can't go unless you guys go on like a double date and so she called me and she asked me and I was always down to hang out with boys when I was younger (laughs) but I remember asking her who it was and she's like I don't know it's his friend and then I was like oh okay but I knew he was someone from the church because we're all we're all from the same church and I was like okay fine and it turned out to be who is now my ex-husband. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had already, I knew him. I didn't, like, know him, know him. It was just, like, a first name basis. Mm-hmm. He had come up to me at a church event prior to try to talk to me. But his energy was so awkward. 
And <laughs> I'm an awkward person, Jasmine. So for me to say that someone's energy was awkward, it was awkward. So I remember just like, haha, like laughing at this like silly joke that he made and then just kind of walking away. <laughs> uh, and then when I, I remember when they came to pick me up and realizing, oh, this is the guy I'm going to go in a date with. Great. Oh my God. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? <laughs> but no, you know, it actually ended up not being bad. We, we had a good time. But <laughs> Well, that's good. I don't remember ever forcing someone to go on a double date with me, especially not to destroy somebody else's relationship. No. How about you? Have you ever been forced to go on a double date or coerced in some way? I don't think so. Uh, I do remember, which this is going to come up because there's an episode where Monica dates a high school kid. Mm -hmm. oh yeah later so this will come up later but I do remember that my aunt uh she's two years older than me was dating this guy that we both went to high school with and his little cousin um didn't go to our school but she was like you should come with me and I don't think she needed me I think at this Mm -hmm. point um she was already hanging out with this guy and my grandparents I think she had already graduated high school so my parents my grandparents really didn't care but they still cared you know so I don't think she actually needed me but she was like, oh, he's cute and he likes to dance and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, anybody that likes to dance gets my attention. So it was kind of like, oh, OK, yeah, cool. And I went with her and she introduced me. And when we were in the car, he was cute. But then he was like, oh, uh, I'm 16. And I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I remember you telling me this. Yeah, but I think that was the only time. Well, I, okay, I was 17, so it wasn't really that big of a deal. But um, Yeah, but in a year it would have been. Yeah, I mean, I was still in high school. I was a senior in high school. Like, no, I don't want to date a junior. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the only time that that happened where I had to go on a somewhat date because somebody needed me to be there. Yeah. Or I think they just wanted to introduce me. I don't even think it was like, like a date date to be there. Yeah, they thought he was cute. They thought I would like him so they got us together and yes he was cute and he was actually we're still friends oh that's good yeah but still it was like what he's younger than me i don't think so what am i fucking a sugar mama i don't think so (laughs) at 17 (laughs) without a job (laughs) i didn't work till after i graduated high school so yeah i think that's the only time though because when my cousin was dating they didn't need me to go with her anywhere and i don't think i ever had her go with me anywhere because my mom wouldn't let me go anywhere oh yeah well there you go (laughs) i know so no i don't think so that's it for me (laughs) (laughs) well Later, Phoebe and Chandler decide to break up their significant others together. Um, and Chandler flips out at how easy Phoebe made it look. And um, do you have a breakup gift, do you think? Or are your experiences along the lines of Chandler, like awkward breakup with Janice? <laughs> so I think it depends. I have had good breakup where, you know, you're just like, hey, you know, this really isn't working out. We don't even get along. We're fighting all the time. Blah. And then it's over. There have been breakups where I'm lying. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, you know, I don't know. You're just you're older than me or you're younger than me or whatever. But it's because I want to be with somebody else. And so I want to break up. Um, But those have all like it's always awkward, but not as awkward as Chandler. And then there have been those where it's like, hey, we need to break up. And then they're like, nah. And I'm like, what? (laughs) 
I and hate it's those. like no why like let's make it work what's wrong we can fix it and it's like yeah but I'm done so like I don't want to fix it but I don't want to be that bitchy and be so flat out because I like my fear is that they're gonna flip out hella yeah <laughs> so I don't ever want to go total bitch unless I'm super done like with my with my ex when we broke up I was super done that guy proposed and I was like nah it's fucking over I fucking said it was over like, like it's I'm too late leaving. my shit is in my car packed ready to go like I'm done so uh, in that instance it was awkward for me because it was like bro like I fucking said I was done no I'm not fucking listening to you no I don't want to make it work no I don't want to talk about it bye uh, but all of his relatives live nearby <laughs> so when I left and never came back it's not like it's not like he had time to like let it simmer and process it like everybody just knew <laughs> yeah oh, well so yeah but no I don't think I don't think I'm as awkward as Chandler but I'm definitely not a Phoebe what are you which one are you oh Jesus <laughs> well I have been a Chandler not in the same way that Chandler is I guess I should rephrase that I broke up with someone in a note <laughs> But also, I was in high school. I got broken up with in a note. <laughs> but were you young? Hopefully, this wasn't I like was. five years ago. Okay, I was. And then Victor... <laughs> so, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Oh, so, yeah. my husband and I, before we were serious, serious, he didn't want to get married and he didn't want to have more kids. And I wanted one more baby and I wanted to get married. So I tried breaking up with him. And according to him, I tried breaking up with him in a text. I don't recall this text. <laughs> But according to him, it happened. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That never happened. Like, every time we spoke about breaking up, we spoke about breaking up. And he's like, no, you try to break up with me in a text. So I just kind of let him have it now because I, I don't remember. So honestly, like, I can't. Like, it could have happened? Yeah. It very well could have. So, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Texts. But anyways, you were saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I was Chandler in the sense that I broke up with someone with a letter. But I was really little. I was... I was in high school. I guess I wasn't really little, but <laughs> you know, I was a kid. Um, but no, I definitely do not have a breakup gift. I'm actually really bad at breaking up with people. Like I, like I know I'm supposed to break up with them, and I think most of the time I let it get to the place where we kind of both know we're supposed to break up, but we're mm -hmm. both waiting for the other one to do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, but it's never, it's never like crazy disastrous, like. You know, Chandler trying to break up with Janice. Like, I've never accidentally hit someone while I'm breaking up with them or anything like that. I do have to say that as soon as I break up with someone, like, that's it for me. Like, I no longer want to talk to them. I, if I live with them, I move out immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that fucks with people because I think that they're still expecting me to, like, drag it out and, oh, let me find a place. Let me, let me get all my stuff out. But I'm still living here. And then maybe they'll get a chance to get back together. But no, I know myself and I know mm -hmm. that I'm really bad at saying no. So if I'm really sure that I don't want to be with this person more like i book it <laughs> i'm like all right let's go i'm leaving clearly that's what i did wrong <laughs> in my past relationships <laughs> um so it doesn't get bad when the breakup is happening but i've had some guys get really really angry with me after we've already broken up because they were under the impression that we were just gonna get back together and so mm -hmm. then it's kind of awkward and there's a lot of feelings there because i no, i already i already moved on like, I don't know who you think you're dating, sir, but at any given time, there's a line of gentlemen waiting for yep. me to be single. <laughs> that sounds so terrible. Preach. 
Um, but you know, I mean, it's true. I think for a lot of women, if not the majority of women, that when you're single, there's legitimately dudes that were waiting for you to be single, or at least checking every now and then to see if you were single because they want to take you out. Sending you the hey, how's it going? Like text? hey, like liking your stories or whatever. Like mm-hmm. those guys exist. They do, and they're not aggressive, and they're not uh, threatening at all. Well, threatening in the sense that oh, like, like while you're in a relationship you mean yeah oh yeah i didn't mean like physically threatening yeah, yeah. they're not gonna murder you or stalk you or anything <laughs> but anyways uh so rachel is learning to do laundry but she's in like her mid-20s how old were you when you learned those basic household chores well uh since i am not a wealthy person woman <laughs> i learned to do chores pretty early on i want to say i was in elementary school <laughs> when I learned how to do stuff like that. And I was actually telling Justin today that we didn't actually have a washing machine until later in life. Like, I still remember when we had to wash our clothes in the lavadero. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it all the time, but I did get to do it a couple of times. And yeah, I learned super early on. I think it was both like a cultural thing, also like a class thing. You know, we weren't like well off, so nobody else did my laundry. And another thing is that my mom, she is disabled, so she could do some chores but she needed help with a lot of them so uh, inevitably both me and my sister had to learn to do our own chores from very early on (laughs) how about you that's why people have kids so that they they can can do do the chores chores for them not me though because i still do my own chores my kids do not do chores uh (sighs) their chores consist of throwing up the trash and crushing uh crushing soda cans so they don't have a lot of chores. I do need to start because they're already freaking freshmen in high school. Yeah. But I learned when I was like seven or eight, I can remember my grandma putting on music and like handing us a broom or a mop. <laughs> yeah. And like, toma, barre la casa. And, you know, whatever. And we also had a lavadero, which in English, it's a washboard people so we used to have a washboard but because we had um hardwood floors in the house mm-hmm. so we weren't allowed to walk around the house in socks because oh my god so you know we had to wash our socks by hand on the washboard because grandma would get mad that we were walking around in our socks but we also weren't allowed around walk around barefoot because we would get sick if you step on the cold cold floor <laughs> which is an urban legend, by the way. Yeah, not real. No, it's not real. Fight me. Um, but I, I do tell my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I do tell my kids because, like, okay, fine. I know now it's an urban legend, but it's been imprinted in me for so many years that it's like, look, this is the deal. My grandma told me, so I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> Put freaking chunklas because you're gonna get sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then my kids look at me sideways and they go and put chunkless anyways. But yeah, my grandma used to hate that we used to get our white socks super, super dirty. So she would make, she would force us to wash them by hand. Um, and then, yeah, just like sleeping. And then um, she used to make us mop. Mm. And I do recall washing dishes, but I think that was more when I was like already at like 11 or 12. So yeah, I mean, and then laundry, laundry I was doing since I was like eight, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I'm lying. But definitely middle school. By middle school, I was for sure doing my own laundry. That's what we got to do, man. I know. I need to start doing that with but, my kids. Yeah, They're definitely. In high school. Not as old as Rachel. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so while on their double date, uh, Joey tries to point out cute habits that his ex has um, to her new boyfriend. Have you ever spoke poorly about someone to try to steer someone else's, someone else away from them? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't 
No, exactly. Okay, so there was a girl who will remain unnamed who I didn't like. So one of my friends would talk to her. And then I would just be like, ugh, she's such a hoe, though. Not remembering that guys like girls that have sex in high school. Yeah. Because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get it in. It was like, she's such a whore. And she wasn't, or I didn't know that she was, for sure, anyway. But I do remember saying, like, little comments like that. So, yeah, I would lie about girls. Like, mm. I don't like her. Oh, she said this about you. Or, oh, I heard that she does this. Or, you know, oh, I heard that no se baña. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Never anything super serious. So, huh, whatever. But, um, and you? What did you do? Who did you talk shit about? <laughs> I'm trying to remember, but I don't know if I ever talk shit about someone so that someone would see them in a different light. I mean, I've talked shit about people, but not with, like, a purpose, you know? To, mm-hmm. like, not get them to date them or whatever. Just kind yeah. of in passing, like, she's mando and, and all true things, by the way. Um, no, I don't, I don't think that I've ever done it with that intention. At least I don't remember that I've done it. So, speaking of bad uh, reputations, my very first, like, official boyfriend where, like, we kissed and everything mm-hmm. was in middle school. Uh, and I was obsessed with this guy all throughout middle school, all throughout high school. Like, we went to the same high school and everything. We had, like, a class together. And so in the class, I, like, sat at his table so that we could, like, talk. Because I kind of wanted to date him again. But my high school career was, like, like, I kind of always had a boyfriend. But I wasn't a hoe. Like, I didn't sleep around. I made out with a bunch of people. Because I like kissing. But I didn't sleep with a bunch of people. Not in high school. Anyways. But this guy told his friend that he didn't want to date me. Because I had so many boyfriends. And so it was just like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, I haven't slept with all of these boyfriends. And so my friend was just like, oh, yo no sé, like, dice que no, que porque has tenido muchos novios y siempre te la vas besando, you know, a otra gente. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well, what the fuck does it matter to him, prude? Like, what, he doesn't kiss other girls? Whatever. It's just because you're the girl and girls aren't supposed to do that whatever i don't live by those rules oh i know me neither i was just saying that's how people think (laughs) (laughs) karma bit him in the ass for not wanting to date me the girl that he took to his senior prom because i'm a year younger than him the girl that he took to his senior prom they maybe danced like two songs because this girl for prom forgot to put deodorant oh my god that's hilarious so then she didn't want to dance because she didn't want to get all sweaty. And he asked me, like, hey, ¿no tienes un pedazo de limón? Oh, <laughs> my like, God. Why would I have limes? Like, what? <laughs> He's like, ay, no sabes dónde? And I was like, no, if there's none at, like, the food table, they don't have limes. Like, why would I carry limes with me? What the fuck? Because I guess you can, like, put it on your underarm and use yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard that. As deodorant. But um, I didn't know that. Until then, I had to ask. One. And two, bro, why the fuck would I help you have a good time with your girl? Yeah, after everything. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Sorry, honey. Get fucked. <laughs> but, yeah. So, anyways, moving on. Moving right along. <laughs> While at the laundromat, Ross gives Rachel the courage to stand up for herself against a woman who's been being a bit of a bully uh, towards Rachel. After the scene, they kiss, and this is their first kiss ever. Yay. Um, this is the beginning of Ross and Rachel. Aww. So, Ross gets extremely nervous after, and he ends up hitting his head on the dryer door. Um, so, bad experience for that first kiss. How was your first kiss? 
Well, we've talked about this for sure before. (laughs) My first kiss ever was not a kiss with permission. So I do not count that one as my first kiss because it was terrible. But my first kiss on purpose. Oh, it was Chev's kiss. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So it was with this dude that I've been um, crushing on forever. And his name is Oliver. I don't give a fuck if he hears this. Um, (laughs) And I liked him for a really long time. I think he might have been like the first like serious crush that I had. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it kind of helped and didn't help that our moms were pretty good friends back then. And they wanted us to to be together. It was kind of ridiculous for them to, to think that it would kind of happen and then stick from us being 15 and 17. But also, mm, yeah, it was cute. I appreciated it. Um, but him and I, I think, obviously, he knew that I had a crush on him. I was very homely, <laughs> for <laughs> lack of a better word. Uh, nerdy, you know, awkward. Um, and he was like the cool guy. He was in a band. He had long curly hair. You know, he played guitar. He sang. Uh, he lived down here in San Diego. I at that time lived in Riverside County. So he was just so much cooler than me. And I... It was one of those where I would look at him and be like, oh, my God, like, oh, he's in the same room as me. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) But we always ended up hanging out, even though I didn't feel like we were in the same social status in in high school Um, because our moms were friends. And then also my cousins are his godparents, two of my cousins. So he's always, always been around. So one New Year's Eve... I cannot remember the year. It might have been Cute. 2005. One New Year's Eve, he spent it with us. Uh, and it was just me, him, my cousin Jonathan, who is our same age. Um, my cousin LV, which is Jonathan's older sister, who I want to say by that time, she was in her 20s. But it must mm-hmm. have been like early to mid-20s at most. Um, no, it was definitely <laughs> early 20s. And um, our two niece, like a, a niece and a nephew. So everyone was little. <laughs> like, there was no, like, super adult adults with us. Yeah. So even though most of us had, were not in the age to drink, um, Oliver and Jonathan, even though I think at that time they were 17, they went to the store. This was in Mexico, by the way. So rules mm-hmm. can be bent a little bit over there easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the guy at the store sold them alcohol. <laughs> so they were so excited. And they came back from the store with these, like, pre-mixed cocktails. Oh, my God. And they were so excited. And, you know, we ended up drinking a little bit. No one got, like, faded or anything because, first of all, they didn't bring that much alcohol to even get drunk. And then also the oldest cousin was responsible and made sure that we didn't uh, drink. But after a while, everyone went to sleep. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. No, I'm wrong. Sorry. <laughs> after, the, after the ball dropped because it was New Year's Eve, I was kind of bummed because Oliver didn't kiss me. And I was kind of getting the vibes that he was hitting on me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, bummer, sad. But then he, um, my cousin Elvie was like, hey, can you guys bring me a blanket from upstairs? Like, it's getting kind of cold. Like, can you bring a couple blankets? And so I was like, yeah, sure. And so both me and Oliver went together. And I remember thinking while we were going upstairs, like, this doesn't seem like a job for two people, but okay. Um, <laughs> and so we went upstairs. And when we went to the room, we grabbed the blankets. And he, like, with his other hand, he touched my hand, my face. And he was like, hey, um... Uh, just imagine cool teenager man voice. <laughs> <laughs> try, to, try to feel it, please. Um, he was like, Closing my eyes. He's like, 
hey, uh, Lala, um, te quiero decir algo, which means I want to tell you something. And I was like, okay, um, tell me. And he was like, no, I just can't. I'm too shy or some bullshit. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, then don't tell me because I didn't know where he was going with this. So I was like, all right, whatever, don't tell me. And then I started walking downstairs and he was like, but wait, super dramatic arm holding. Um, it's because I have to tell you. And then I was like, okay, tell me. And as he, as I was saying, okay, tell me, he pulled me in close to his face and, and he kissed me. And I was like, Ooh. oh my God. <laughs> and it wasn't awkward. At least it wasn't for me. Maybe to him it was the worst kiss of his life. For me, it was great. And then <laughs> I was so cheeky and giddy that after he stopped kissing me, I was like, I didn't hear you. Do you want to tell me again? <laughs> So that was my that was my first on purpose kiss. Um, yeah, it was great. It was beautiful. And then after that, uh, shortly after that, everyone went to sleep. And then him and I just made out all night long. All night long. And then the next day, he told me he didn't want to be with me. He just wanted to make out with me, and I was devastated. But the kiss was good. Oh, jeez, <laughs> a roller coaster. A, I know. What an eventful night. But you know what? I think I've heard stories. About your first kiss. Why don't you have? Why don't you tell us about it? Uh, back to you, Jasmine. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. I'll take it from here. <laughs> so my first kiss was with the guy I was just talking about. I was 12 and he was 13. So he walked me to my class and I was leaned up against the wall and he was like kind of, you know, in front of me. And so I don't remember if he asked me if he could kiss me or when we were going to kiss because we had already been dating for like two weeks. And apparently the kiss needed to happen like a week ago. <laughs> and so it was like this whole thing. And I just remember him like his lips were coming towards my face. So I puckered up <laughs> and he opened his mouth. Oh my goodness, so, so sexy. It was, <laughs> so then my kiss like echoed. Inside his mouth. In his, inside of his mouth. Yikes. And I just remember like, <laughs> and then just walking away. Just doing a little <laughs> hee hee hee. Yeah, but that awkward. Um, Because I didn't know what was supposed to happen. I mean, it was my first kiss. I thought it was going to be like a peck on the lips. I didn't know it was going to fucking like, be a makeup session yeah. already. Yeah. Like, what? I'm only 12. Um, so yeah, that was my very, very awkward first kiss. And from then on, kissing was my favorite thing to do ever. After you learned. Yeah, once it got better. <laughs> not after that first time. Once we kissed properly, though. It was on. Uh, yeah. I don't blame Ooh. you. I did start liking kissing after I kissed that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, nearing the end here. So at the end of the show, the gang is back at the coffee house and Monica and Joy walk in feeling proud that they broke up that couple and kept the pieces for themselves. Have you ever <laughs> broken up a happy couple or helped someone break up a happy couple? I want to say no. I'm, I really want to say no. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever been that mean. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I've wanted to break up happy couples and keep the peace for myself. Just the one piece. Just one of the pieces, not not Just the chick. Just one of the pieces. No. <laughs> what? Not the dude. No. 
Um, but yeah, no, I wanted to break up like my friends and their stupid boyfriends, but, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, there's no way to do that without being the, the villain. So I just, I don't do it, but I want to. Yeah. I don't think I have either. I've definitely had hoped that someone broke up uh, yeah. for a lot of different reasons. Like, yeah, sometimes my friends and I hope that they break up with this person because it's not good for them or yeah, sometimes in my selfish moments, I wish that a dude would break up with his girlfriend because I like him, um, but n- never like intentionally broke someone up. That seems harsh. Yeah, no, I can't think of a time where I did that or helped someone do that. Yeah. Not like that. Mm-hmm. I, well, okay, I don't think I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hmm, wait, hold on. <laughs> well, but yeah, anyways. we did it. We did this episode take two. We thought, clap, clap. We thought we had it somewhere, but we also had technical difficulties with this one so i know we'll see what happens (laughs) we'll be fine everything's fine it's working thank you for tuning in i hope that you guys enjoyed it and i hope that you guys stay hydrated especially those of you who are getting your covid vaccine because i hear it hits you like a truck if you are dehydrated so please but also it's almost the weekend so get boozy yes also that (laughs) time to get faded well i mean yeah sure (laughs) I can't stop you. I'm just jealous because I can't drink. I'll save you a sip. (laughs) Good night or good morning. Good day. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.